Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Joseph Drolshagen. Joseph is a personal and professional development coach, author and speaker. He teaches tools and principles to help you live your dream even after retirement. Welcome, Joey. How are you today? I am awesome, Terry. Thank you. Thanks for the nice introduction. I'm really excited to be here with you today. You're welcome. I'm happy to have you here, too, because I know you have lots of good information for my Boomer Nation. So we'll go to the first question. The first question is about our mindset is so important and society seems to write off seniors as a drain on society, no longer an asset. And I believe many seniors buy into that on an unconscious level. They don't even know they're doing it. So they think of themselves as grandparents. They might no longer have a J-O-B. So they wonder, who am I? Who am I if I don't have that J-O-B anymore? So what advice do you have for baby boomers who might be trapped in that fear, doubt, and worry as they age? Sure. And, and, you know, it really is about the mindset with that. You know, it's sad that we do that. You know, I, I was in, in corporate America for 28 years up to a vice president of sales. And, and I saw a lot of the experienced people get let go, push retirement, things like that and everything and such. And what happens is there's a loss of purpose. Yes. And so without that purpose, you know, I love when somebody's retired, Terry, and they say every day is like a Saturday, you know, and they're doing all this stuff. But typically I'll talk to people like that. And then six, nine months, a year later, they're like, man, this stinks. You know, I, I feel like I just wake up. I follow the same routine and everything else. But our best years at any age, our best years are ahead of us. And if you believe that, You'll start bringing about opportunities. You'll start seeing opportunities and things and getting back into a passion because you're retired from a job is great in the fact that it allows you to open up other doors that having that job would not have allowed you to do. I totally agree. Like this podcast, you know, I'm perfect. It gives me time to do a podcast. It's my passion. And, and you do wake up excited every day, especially, you know, if I'm doing recording, I'm like, Oh, wow. Today I'm talking to so-and-so and and I get to talk to so many fabulous people. Yeah. And I think you need that in your life. If you want to live a long life and a happy life, I think you need that. You do. You have to have that purpose. You know, part of the thing with a job that people don't realize is it gives them purpose. They might hate what they do for work, right? But there's a purpose they're serving in that. And so when we retire, you know, I, I work with a lot of people who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, and I have a client I'm working with right now who started, she's in their 70s and just started a new, a brand new business from kickoff through launch of the, of the business. And she's absolutely loving it. It, it. And she would tell you it like sparked her life. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Yep. Yep. Gives you a reason to get up every morning. You're excited and, and you have a focus to your day when every day is the same and you can do whatever you want all day long. There's no purpose. There's no excitement. Unless, except when you find that purpose and you start moving into it, you have that excitement every day. You have that, you know, and and the good thing about 
being in retirement, you know, having retired is that you have leniency of, you know, somebody starting out with a young family and young kids and tuition ahead of them and all that stuff. They have to be a little more observant of how they go about starting a business than somebody in retirement. You know, one of the other benefits in retirement, when you get to that retirement age, you get to speak your mind openly. <laughs> what you think. We're just going to say what we think. You're right. Amen. Love it. You know, it. <laughs> so, but, but really the big thing of it is mindset. You know, if you live in the mindset of youthfulness, if you live in the mindset that your best years are ahead of you and that anything is possible for you, all of a sudden you'll start noticing these things going up. When I work with somebody, I always start whether it's individual up to a corporation, I always start with creating a vision. So even in retirement, I'll work with people going into retirement. I've had companies bring me in to work with the people that are retiring and, and I'll help them create a vision for what does that look like? You know, the first few months is out fishing and doing this and golf and, and things like that and stuff. But what's the purpose beyond that? Yes. What's the legacy you want to leave? Right. And when people get into following that, all of a sudden it sparks them. I've had people tell me that they felt in their 70s, they felt like they were 40 years old again. Well, I do. I feel a lot younger. I absolutely do. And, yeah. and I think the thing about being re so-called retired is you can take a lot more chances. And I don't worry about failing. I started the podcast. It either works or it doesn't. If it doesn't, I try something else. Who cares? That's the nice Yes, the beauty of being old. Yes. That's that leniency I was yes. talking about. Somebody younger sees themselves as having it being much more of a gamble yes. than somebody in their retirement years, you know? Like I tell people all the time, I'm 35 years old and nobody believes me. Well, I'm not. <laughs> but I live like I am. I feel like I am. I feel more healthy today than I did at 35. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and when I started this podcast last July, I had just turned 70 and I felt like I probably have 30 good years left. What, am I going to sit around for 30 years? No. Right. So I think everyone has something they're passionate about and it doesn't have to be a job. It might be writing a book. It might be singing. You want to join a choir. You want to sing more, traveling more. It could be anything, but some kind of a passion that gets you up every day. And, and some people, because, you know, we're conditioned throughout our adult life to shut down our imagination, right? Because it's yes. not mature. So yes. many of us are taught that. So people get to retirement and, and some people don't, they, they don't know what their purpose is. They don't. You know, they don't know what their purpose in the retirement is because they're so used to shutting that down. Where I specialize and love helping people is I don't have their answers for them what that purpose is, but I know how to help them access that within themselves and then bring that forward into their everyday life. That's great because I have a friend I walk with and she was saying like, Tiffany, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. And I said, well, you need to talk to someone. You need a coach to help you with that. Okay, there you go. He's raising his hand. I will tell her to contact you because, yeah. you know, you'll be able to help her. She's totally lost and she's younger than me. Like she's probably late 50s. She's probably around your age. She has a lot of living left to do, but she's totally lost, doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I work with a lot of people like that. I work with people. It's, it's, it's so cool to get to work with people who are either late in their career mm -hmm. and have just gotten to a point of going, man, I, I can't keep doing this anymore. Like I'm so burned, but they are afraid. And that's, this is what happens, whether it's retiring, making the decision to retire, whether 
whether it's starting a business when you're in retirement, whether it's stepping into something else, it can even be singing or, or choir or things like that, like you said, Terry. But when people get that fear going, right, it will block them dead in their tracks. And you'll see so many people that pass away with such a young heart inside of them with so much passion on it that they never got to follow that because ultimately, I don't want to sound mean, but ultimately they allowed that fear to make the decision on what they would and wouldn't do in their life. And it's so easy once you understand what fear is to work through that fear and get to the other side of that. Right. And it's so easy to start a business today or to write that book today because you can self-publish. You don't have to wait for a publisher to say, okay, I'm going to publish your book. We have so many, many, many options today that years ago, no one had. I mean, our parents didn't have it, but we do. We have so many options. You're right. And so what we where it starts is, like I said, the mindset, and then we get a vision for what it is we want. And there's ways of figuring out how to create that vision to get a dynamic vision. And then it's and then it's walking through that because the patterns and paradigms, which are simply patterns of, of habit and the conditioning of our past are what will hold us back. So as we start addressing, though, it starts opening up more and more opportunities for us that are there all the time. But when we're living through that conditioning in those patterns, we don't see them. It's like we're blind to them. Now, and it's funny because my husband doesn't like my podcast. He thinks it's a waste of time. He's got that old mindset, but I ignore it and I don't pay any attention and I keep forging ahead. And I know the podcast is just one thing I'm going to be doing. Many other doors are going to open as I go along and get bigger and yeah. better. And many doors will open up. So I'll do many other things, but he's the, he's got that fear base and he just can't seem to let it go. But yeah, and that's why you have like such him. a youth, you, you have such a youthfulness to you is, is exactly that right there. Absolutely. And as we get more of that youthfulness, we get more energy and we get more excited and then we get more opportunities and, and it just keeps rolling. It when keeps we're rolling. on the other side, when yes. we're in that fear side, yes. we get we buy into that fear, we act accordingly, it brings us down, and, and then that keeps rolling. So it's really a matter of choice. It even though choice. it may not seem like it is. Right. It's funny. I interviewed someone yesterday and she wrote a book called Choices. And it's totally a different subject, but it was during the war. And this young 16-year-old girl said to this family that needed a place to go, come on home with me. You can live with me. Didn't even ask her parents. She said, come. So there's that choice. They made choices to take the family in and help them out. We're always making choices, but sometimes we think other people are making it. No, we're making it. You can choose to go to the left or to the right. You can choose to do this or that. It's always a choice. But sometimes we give up our, our choices. Like we think it's not our choice, so we just don't do any. It's always a choice. You're right. Well, and, and part of that, I will say, is our conditioning. So it's not really our choice. Ultimately, it is. But it's it, when we're coming from that conditioning, it's not really our choice. It's based on what we receive. And understanding how to differentiate between that is what opens up that doorway to make those availability of choices easier to see and then easier to choose. I grew up being taught money doesn't grow on trees. And a lot of boomers have heard that, right? That me was too, like a common absolutely. thing. Money yep. doesn't grow on trees, yep. right? It was up to me to recognize that was wrong. That's not how I want to live my life. 
And so today, my story is there's so much financial abundance that every living, breathing person could have more than they could ever use. And there'd be an unlimited supply that money literally grows on trees because it's paper. But I had to understand the conditioning and then understand how it was applying in my discontent on how I didn't like that in order to get to that other side. And once I understood that connection, our conditioning is not our fault. But when we have people like you dedicated and committed and passionate about doing what you're doing here, it starts opening up those doorways for us to understand that so we can make different choices. Yes. Yes. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, I've worked with, with people in retirement, uh, CEO of the company just before he retired, I worked with them and he wanted me to come in and coach with him because he didn't want coaches. He didn't want a coach coming and working with his team. He wanted to get it and then bring it to his team, which is fine. The second week we're working together, I found out he had a 37 year marriage that they just coexisted, you know, and they, they didn't talk. They lived in the same house. They didn't even, they grocery shopped at the supper, like all this stuff. The fifth week I was working with him, he happened to be at one of my workshops when you could do them live before all this stuff's going on up in Michigan. And he was there and I was kidding him. I go, hey, you want to do a live testimony? And he goes, sure. I go, okay, cool. So he came up on stage and I, in, in, and I said, so why did you come to me coaching? He talked about all the stuff I've said already. And then he talked about his marriage. And I said, so let me ask you, five weeks into this, how's your marriage? And he said, Joseph, it's amazing. We're like newlyweds. We lay on the couch and eat popcorn and watch movies. We have date night. We pray together. We talk together. We have conversations, you know, eat dinner together, all of that stuff. And so I said to him, what happened in five weeks? We know you've worked with me. We're doing this. What, what happened? How did your wife? He goes, I go, what did your wife do? He goes, she didn't do nothing. And everybody laughed. But in essence, what he was saying is when we decide to change our outer world has to change with us. Yes. It's not optional. It has to change with us. Absolutely. So often we wait for the external. We wait for the differences to show up on the outside and then we're going to feel different on the inside. And people can go their whole life like that, but it, it starts inside. And when we do that, then we start seeing the outside change as well. So if you're feeling empty, you're feeling lost, you're feeling like you're just existing right now, you have choices to bring back life, excitement, passion into your everyday living. Yeah, all the way till the end, no matter how long you live, till 90, 95, 100. We're going to yes. have a lot of people living way over 100 in, you know, in the next decade and two. So I want to have a passionate, vibrant life my whole life. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I figure with modern medicine, I'll probably make it to about 350, 360, so... You know, so <laughs> you never know. You never know. I you know, mean, I did a work. I did a workshop a while ago, and I had a, a woman come up to me afterwards, Terry. And she had tears in her eyes. I think she was 86, 87 years old, and she and she was crying. She goes, Joseph, I thought I was too old to dream before I met you. Wow. And I worked with her for a twelve. I ended up working with her beyond, but within a twelve week period, she had gone to three of her bucket list items in the United States and had travel plans already for two more. Wow, that's great. That's it sparked great. her life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's what we need. And yet, you know, like without having you to talk to, she was probably talking to family and friends and they're saying, oh, you're too old. You shouldn't do that. That's dangerous. So and that's what kills our dreams. But we can't let family members kill our dreams. We can't. Absolutely. You know, the two of the biggest things I tell people, three of the biggest things I tell people when I start working with them. One. Start focusing on how you describe yourself, how you talk about yourself. Mm -hmm. So many people would never speak to another person the way they speak to themselves. It's so true. <laughs> 
Two, guard your thoughts. Guard the portal of your mind. Pay attention to which thoughts that you're grabbing hold of and nurturing and which ones you're letting go. The third one, be careful where you take advice from, whose information. It's it's okay. It, you know, I told my mom before she passed away and had some stuff going on. And I said, mom, listen, when somebody talks to you about something, listen to what they say. Say, thank you. Let me think about that. And then ask yourself some questions. Is this person thinking about me from where I'm at or are they thinking about where they're at? And when we start doing that, all of a sudden, it's, it's not a good or a bad thing because people love us and they're thinking for our best is what we assume. But they're thinking from where they are, not where I am. You know, people are thinking and talking to you about what you should do based on where they are, not where you are. So differentiating that, we'll know. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are trying to take that other step out of the bucket into entrepreneurship from the J-O-B job. And, and they'll work with them. You know, if you're getting advice from your family and your friends, those are the people who taught you the conditioning that's got you trapped in the job. Go to somebody who's living as an entrepreneur and talk to them. And it's the same thing here. Who we take our advice from, who we give that front row to as far as what they have to say about our lives. We have to be aware of that. Some simple things within that. We do. We absolutely do. And I think entrepreneurship is a huge area for people who want to retire at like 55 or 60. That's fun to retire, retire. So you can start a business and it can be flexible. You can travel half the year. You can do your business half the year. You hire the right people. They're running it. You're on the road. You can check in every day. There's so much flexibility today. So it's not like you're working 40 and 80 hours anymore. No. Right. Right. And, 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 you know, part of that whole thing with this, you know, my business, I can operate from anywhere in the world. When I'm working with somebody about an entrepreneur and things like that, it's, it's about that opening and that freedom of flexibility in all areas though, of being able to do that. You know, the other thing is that the mentality that for you to start a business to become an entrepreneur or something is you have to give up everything else and put 110% of yourself into it for however many years in order to hopefully break through and so many fail and all that BS. Yes, that is I BS. Clean, I clean it up specifically for you, Terry. Right, all, right, of right. That, <laughs> all of that BS. Uh-huh. And you know, I work with entrepreneurs and really what really works is when you keep balance in your life. Yes. Because yes. then getting into entrepreneurship is everything it's made up to be. It's fun, enjoyable, rewarding, all, you know, passionate. It's all of that stuff. I work with a lot of real estate agents and I have one in particular that's in her 60s and we started working together and she was working 24-7. She didn't even think she had 30 minutes a week for a coaching call. Her time was so that, And it's true because I work part-time as a realtor, but part-time. But when I was younger, it was 24 hours a day. You'd go on vacation. You were dealing with real estate. Yeah, it's... Uh, real again, estate is really an entrepreneurial business. It is. But yep. so many people, like so many other jobs and things in their own businesses, they 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 act like they're a slave to it. Yes. And so in the time we worked together, she experienced her greatest income year in 18 years that she wow. had been in real estate and took five weeks away from work that year. Five the only weeks. time she's ever taken more than a week. Right. I know you're afraid to take any time because you lose business when you go out of town. So, wow, that's phenomenal. So when somebody's in retirement, I know we're kind of, but when somebody's in retirement, you know, if if, if they talk to me about why they can't do something, I can help shift their perception and show them why they can. Right, right. 
And if you're in real estate and you want to stay in it, then you build your team so that you're doing less and the team stay. There's all kinds of ways to do it. I wanted to pivot because I always wanted to be an inspirational speaker since I was like in my 30s and 40s. And it was just so much harder to do that back then. Like I wanted to be a Zig Ziglar or Dale Carnegie, or but it was so much harder. You needed a lot of money to do that. You had to do a lot, print all these brochures and get a hotel room and do a lot of advertising. I can start my podcast with very little money and I'm inspiring people. I'm doing the same thing, but it is so much easier to do now. So why should I give up on my dream? I thought, you know what? I love real estate, but not as much as I like talking and helping people. So I'm going to start a podcast. And that's what I did. That's awesome. And Terry, just like you, at 22 years old, this vision lit inside of my soul Mm -hmm. to inspire, motivate, and lead millions of people to living better lives. And it was based on my conditioning and my past and everything else. But I I, I was conditioned that a man gets a job, supports a family, hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some retirement. And I bought hook, line, sinker all the way up that corporate ladder with the education and everything else. And I was good at it. That's what was really confusing because I was really good at what I did. But I was never passionate or excited about it. So I always did this as a side thing until about 10 years ago. When it was like, I, I can't stand living like this anymore. You know, and I got to that breaking point. So many people in retirement, you know, when they get to that point after the initial enjoyment and they're like, man, this, this is boring. Like this is, you know, that's a time that's your inside speaking to you saying there's you, you got more in you than what you're living right now. And let's tap into that, find out what that is and start bringing that outward. And one of the reasons I'm so passionate about what I do is because each time somebody does that, when they go inside and grab hold of those unique gifts, talents, that what, what that is inside them and brings them outward, the entire world becomes a better place. And we so badly need that right now. You are so correct about that. So right about that. When, when you do find your passion and what you're good at, Yes, absolutely. The world's going to be a better place. So, but I feel, and this is why I started the podcast. I feel like too many boomers have given up on their dreams and they don't feel like they're unique and they have a special gift. We all have a special gift and you got to find it, figure out what it is and share it with the world because we have a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge in many things that we can share with the world. And why should we not? Absolutely. Yeah. All those years of experience that somebody gains throughout their life and then they get to retirement. It's like, okay, now I'm, I I don't have the value or worth to me anymore. That's, that's complete opposite. It is. It is. And that's the thing. Unless we feel valued, we don't feel good about ourselves. And that's why a lot of boomers just sit on the couch and eventually they wind up dying younger than they have to because they don't feel valued and they feel, they know there's something inside of them. They just don't know how to get it out. Exactly. And, and what else could it be more than conditioning that yes. tells somebody yes. that you don't have value because you don't have a job right now? Yes, it is conditioning. And the thing is, we're the first generation that is going to retire with all this free time. We're the first one. So, I, you know, we are learning how to do this and what to do. Because our parents before us died much younger. A few of them lived to be 80 and 90, but a lot of them died in their 60s and 70s. So we're really, I think, the first generation that's going to see a lot of boomers living really long, 90 and 100 years. So we have to learn how to do this right. 
Absolutely. You know, my, my dad passed, it's been about 10 years ago, because that's really what kind of gave me a little boost there. But as far as doing what I do now and not living a life I don't desire is, you know, before he passed, there was one day he was like himself and everything. He had cancer and he was like himself and everything else and stuff. And we we're talking, it was last time he talked and then he went into a coma and ended up passing. And, and he was talking about the life and the memories and things like that, you know, with us five kids and stuff. But then he was talking about the things that he desired that he really wished that were really important to him to do in his life. And he didn't. Right. And, and he I did. didn't get to ask him why not. But it was fear. It was fear that it wouldn't work out or fear that he would fail or fear that. So, so, so many people fail to even try. Right, right. Because they're afraid of failing. Yeah. Yeah. And failure should never be. I mean, you know what? Failure is just another step closer to winning. I mean, it's we all fail several times before the win comes. Absolutely. Edison failed 10,000 times to invent the light bulb. See that? And yep. when they said to him, what do you think about those 10,000 failures? He said, no, that was 10,000 pieces of information. Tell me how to do it. Exactly. Exactly. It's a stepping stone. Exactly. That's the way I feel. They are. I always have. So I'm hoping my boomer nation is listening and they're getting to feel the same way because there's a lot of life out there. There's, you're just going to have so much more fun if you just do what you're meant to do. Don't die yes. with that song in your heart. Do not die yeah. with that song in your heart. So love that. Love yeah. that phrase yeah. right there. Yeah. So as we come to a close, well, before that, I want you to give us your contact information. And then I think you have a special offer for our boomers. So tell us a little bit about that. I do. So you, anybody can reach me at it's kind of ifgtcoach.com. You can go there and that'll bring you to my website, if gtcoach.com. The IFGT stands for it's freaking go time. And that's it. how all of my businesses are built under that. Because it is, it's it's go time at any age, wherever you're at, whatever you have, it's exactly. time to move forward. It's time to really excel. So, and I'm very adamant about that in all of my works. And so one of the things I, I love, I, I love helping people. I love talking to people. And so one of the things is that anybody can go to coach with Joseph dot com and they can schedule a block of time with me i have for 45 minutes but i'm a talker so it usually goes a little over but they can <laughs> schedule a block of time to talk to me about what's going on right now in your life and then i start helping them spark that imagination sparking that vision of what's possible for them and then get some tools to start bridging that gap between the two and again, it's coachwithjoseph.com and you can just go on there, schedule that. It'll show up on my schedule and we can have an awesome conversation about what's going on in life. Some of these things we're talking about today or anything specific to what's going on in, in somebody's life. And you do that over Zoom, I'm assuming. I, I do that just over the phone. Over the phone. Okay, good. Okay, good yep. to know. Because yep. some people so don't like it. Zoom, so over the phone right. is fine. Yeah, so that's, it's a telephone conversation. We get, we, we, they get down from their side, I get down from my side. We just talk for 45 minutes or an hour or an hour and five. And yeah, and it's it's really meant to be inspiring. It's meant to open that channels up for people. It's, it's meant to address where they're feeling discontent right now. And the reason being is because our discontents are really sparking us to grow. But so often we push those down. And, and let me just, I know, I'm, but so often that we push those down. And what happens is we start using food and binge watching TV and oversleeping and, and things like that. Unhealthy and, and, things, and, unhealthy yes, things. Yep, yep. Instead of addressing that discontent. So I have people that will come to me in, you know, 60s, 70s and 80s and they go, I want to lose weight. And I go, okay. And we find out they're not following 
that discontent. They're not following what they're, you know, what they, what they desire, what they really want out of life. So they're using that stuff to stuff it down. As soon as they start following it, they don't, they don't want need the food. It anymore. They don't want right. the, yeah, they don't want those things. They want to exercise to live youthful and things like that. So, so oh, it's wow. it's really addressing the root cause mm-hmm. rather than the overeating or the you know whatever it may be. Right, right. That's great. So as we come to a close, do you have any one final thought that kind of sums everything up together that you would like to share with my Boomer Nation? I'd like to say, first off, really pay attention to your the way you speak to yourself. Pay attention to your thoughts. And, and along with that is pay attention to where you're feeling discontent because it's trying to spark you to go forward in your life. Right. So pay attention to that. Did you hear that, Boomer Nation? Pay attention. (laughs) So important. (laughs) Those little voices inside of us, we sometimes just flick them aside, but they're important. And it's just like, I run into people every day that go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. My gut told me not to do it, and I did it anyway. And I'm like, that's the number one thing I tell my kids. When your gut says don't do it, don't. Do it. It knows the right thing to do. And if your gut keeps eating at you thinking it's telling you to do something and you're not paying attention, you're not going to be happy. You need to listen. Those feelings and those thoughts are there for a reason. We we all know, you know, I tell my clients is, is like, I can't tell you what you want. I can't even tell you your best route. You know, I've dealt with where I've worked with coaches and such, and and they have told me what I have to do to get to a certain place and things like that. And that's not true. Nobody knows what I do. What I'm really, really good at, Terry, is helping people go within and find their answers. I don't have their answers for them, but I know how to help them access those answers. Which is good because that's something they don't seem to know how to do. They yes. just like, like my friend that I walk with, I was telling you about, she just doesn't know how to get those answers. She's totally confused. And in the past, she always picked the wrong answer. So, so I'm going to get her to call you so that she can yeah, say, that, that'd at be least great. have yeah. a conversation because, and I think there's a lot of her out there like that. they just don't know what I kind of knew. Cause this is something I always wanted to do. And I thought now's my time. My kids are out of the house. I sent them all to college. Now's my time. And I'm going to do what I want to do. And the same for you is for every other living, breathing human being. Now, right here, right now is your time. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what you have. All that matters is where are you right now and where do you want to be? And from those two points, you can grow, blossom, be youthful, truly live a life of whatever total freedom and happiness is to you. This is the time right here and right now. Good. I love that. So thank you, Joey, for being such a fabulous guest and leaving my audience with so much value. I really, really appreciate it. And I am going to have all of your information in the show notes so that they know they can go back to the show notes. They'll have all your contact information. They don't have to remember it if they're out walking or ironing or, you know, doing laundry or whatever. It'll be in the show notes. All they need to do is go to www.kickassboomers.com. Click on your picture and then all the show notes will come up. So they'll be able to get everything they need. But thank you. That's awesome. You've been a great oh, guest. I just want to thank you. This is an honor and a delight to get to talk to you. Even when we talked before, I was so looking forward to this. And to be serving the audience that you're serving, it's so badly needed right now because there's so much life and vibrancy and all that in, I agree. in the boomer generation yeah, to, yeah. to help tap into that and open it up. God, God bless you. Thank you so much. I agree. And that's what I'm out to do. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> that's so much. That's what you're much. doing. 
Good, good, right. good. I'm glad. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.